Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately. He's the handoff. That's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time for part one of the mailbag. So for that, we welcome in the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at jetsinsider.com. And above all of that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbly. Chris, got to be loving the weather right now, right? I mean, I, I like me some overcast and rainy. I'm the, I, I'm I'm a, a gloomy type of guy. I like I like to soak in the the gloom. Uh, I preferably don't like it first thing in the morning because it's hard to wake up. Well, I just meant the fact that it's not snowing and I'm good ten degrees anymore mostly. Oh, I like the cold. I like the cold. So uh, I I always want the cold, and you know, like fifty to sixty is is perfect ideal temperature. But once it starts going up, I immediately start hating it because I know that the 80s and 90s are coming. And with that comes the humidity because I don't mind the actual 80s or 90s if there's no humidity. But we live in I live in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. There's tons of humidity. So just knowing that that is coming makes me hate the weather start creeping up a little bit. I'm with you, Chris. I like the heat. I don't like the humidity. The humidity is what kills you, especially when you're trying to do something 
outdoors. Oh. Like if you're trying to run or play a sport, the humidity just wipes away all of your energy. That's why in the summertime, you really got to run either early in the morning or after the sun goes down at night. Otherwise, you're just going to have all the energy drained from you right away. But thankfully, we're indoors, so we won't have the energy drained from us when we answer these mailbag questions. We'll be at our best today, right, Chris? <laughs> if you say so, let's, 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 sure, sure, let's go with that. I'll be at my best today. <laughs> I guess best is a relative term. We'll start with Sean Stalker. He says, Scott and the very big deal, Chris Nimbley, we knew this was a top-heavy and very weak interior offensive line free agency class after Joe Tooney and Corey Lindsley, and the draft should have plenty of quality interior offensive line players available as late as round three. Isn't it possible that Joe Douglas saw this and his plan is to draft two future starters to go with Cam Clark, Greg Van Roten, and Mr. Fee-hee-hee-hee-ne? By the way, just so you know, that wasn't me. Sean actually wrote it out that way. So kudos <laughs> to you, Sean, for that one, giving me the opportunity to do that. I think that probably is what happened. I'm sure that they'll get some more depth if they can. I'm not sure who exactly. But yeah, I think they probably looked at Tooney as the one guy they really wanted. After that, there were depth pieces like Mr. Feeney. They knew that they had Cam Clark. Van Roten was not great last year, but he's at least a serviceable guy to have on the roster, maybe compete for a guard spot. And as you said, this draft is loaded with interior offensive linemen. He probably figures he can get two of them sometime in the first three or four rounds and have those guys come in and just have a big competition between everybody. If I were to guess, I'd say Alex Lewis is the first one gone. Van Roten, they'll see what they get out of the other guys before they make a decision on him because he doesn't make that much money. But yeah, I think what you said is exactly what Douglas was probably thinking once they didn't get Tooney. Yeah, it was. Remember a, a couple of weeks before free agency, uh, I said that my uh, expectation was that they'd try to uh, sign two free agent offensive linemen and probably draft two free agent uh, uh, linemen. Uh, and they got one <laughs> at Feeney as a backup, and they missed on uh, Thuni. They didn't miss, they just weren't able to land on him because he went to the Chiefs for a ridiculous amount of money. But what what I missed there was that they weren't going to be in on a Corey Lindsley um, type of thing. And, you know, we've heard that they uh, – that, that the Jets like McGovern and think he's better suited for this system. Uh, we know that they feel that way about Fant and that, that makes all the, the sense of the world with Fant. I've also been told and heard that they feel that Van Roten is a better fit in this system as well. So – Going into it, they were a little more comfortable with their offensive line switching to the new system than any of us thought. But that doesn't mean that I, I have absolutely zero thoughts that they're like, okay, we're good with Van Roten. We don't need to address this. Uh, they're still going to look to the draft because this is just the reality of the NFL is offensive linemen – uh, very, very rarely. They're, they're almost at quarterback level uh, where it comes to the good ones don't shake free in free agency unless there's something, you know, like Trent Williams last year. And then, like, there has to be some crazy thing around them for somebody to really shake free. And then if there is a Joe Thune that does shake free, there's going to be a long list of suitors for him. So – you really, that is the uh, the focus and why 
especially the the GMs who believe in uh, building up fr- front and the getting the line solidified. You really have to find those guys in the draft. And even if they really were like fully believing in uh, McGovern and Van Roten and everything there, they're still on small enough contracts that you can still draft guys and expect for them to take over. They're, I, without a doubt, like they have the two first round picks, the, thir- the second round pick, and two fifth round picks. I expect two of those. Uh, I guaranteed one of them. I expect two of them to be offensive linemen in all, all seriousness. <clears throat> two of those first five picks I would expect would probably be offensive linemen. Now it's going to depend on how the board falls, of course, because we know they haven't ad- addressed the cornerback situation either. So they're going to have to get some guys in there. If an edge, uh, a particular edge falls at a certain spot, they'll probably go there. So maybe they get two in the first six picks instead but I, I think you're going to see them uh, attacking the offensive line, especially the interior offensive line, with in those first three rounds and come away with one or two of them because you need to get these guys in the draft. You need to build them up. And no matter what they feel about Cam Clark, um, again, they drafted Cam Clark as a developmental project. They weren't expecting to get anything out of him last year. But going into the draft, you still can't just be like, all right, we got him, we're good. So I expect him to keep addressing that situation. Um, it's one of these things, you know, we've over the years always heard <clears throat> you can never have enough cornerbacks because you, cornerback depth and all the Chiefs go out there, throw so many things at you. It's the same thing with offensive line, and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl showed you that. Because of how disastrous that offensive line was, they had no chance. So even if you think you're set at starting, you got to go and bring in more backup and more depth. And they might feel more comfortable with them in the new system, but they're not like, okay, we're set at the offensive line. So they are going to make this a focus to try to get at least one or two guys in there. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. 
Next question comes from Gringo. He says, if the top three cornerbacks are off the board at 23, would you still draft a corner? No, I wouldn't. If one of those three guys is in there, I'm not drafting one at 23. I don't think you draft a position just because you need it and reach like that. I think if it's close, maybe you would do that. But I wouldn't pick a corner at number 23 if one of the top three guys, and I'm assuming you mean Sertan, Farley, and Horn. Now, the funny thing about this is I would have thought for sure that there would have been a better chance that Horn would be there at 23 than Farley. But now with the news of Farley's injury and Horn having that incredible pro day, it may go the other way. And I wouldn't be 100% shocked if Horn is the first or second corner off the board and if Farley drops down to where the Jets are at 23. If that happens, I would take Farley. And everybody knows I would take Horn at 23 in a second if he's there. So no, I wouldn't take a corner at 23 if it wasn't one of those three guys. But if they trade it down, then maybe, or at number 34, I would consider it maybe Newsom or somebody like that. Yeah, I'm I'm still going best player available at, at that uh, pick. They're, the Jets still, they've done a, a lot of good work. Joe Douglas has got a lot of good work this offseason building up the roster, but they're still in a position where basically as long as it's not an you know, an interior run stuffing defensive tackle. Uh, I'm probably just going to go best player available at that spot. So if, if one of those uh, cornerbacks is there, basically I'm looking at 23 as I'm taking the guy that's like, Oh, I can't believe he's still here. I thought he would have been gone already. Like I know uh, we, everyone does these mock drafts, tweets them out. And the most common uh, pick over the last couple of weeks or two for that uh, 23rd pick is Elijah Vera Tucker, the guard from uh, the, the guard. And I, I, I don't see him making it that long. Um, I, I just don't think he's going to be available at 23. I think he's going to be gone before then first guard off the board. I don't think teams are going to wait. The first 22 teams are all going to pass on the guard. But if he's there, I'm going to be like, hey, I can't believe he's still there. I'm taking him. That's who I'm going to take at 23. It's like, oh, my God, I'm surprised he's still here. We got to get him. Um, and if that's a cornerback, then cool. If that's an offensive lineman, then cool. If that's a, a, a linebacker, like a kid from Notre Dame, okay, cool. I'm good with it. Um, if it's a wide receiver, I'm, I'm good with it. So I, I think that's how it's going to be really with that pick. And then the other thing with cornerbacks is, yeah, you'd like, of course, one of those top guys. But there's some depth to this class. This isn't – there's some guy uh, – you mentioned Newsom, the kid from uh, South Carolina. I don't want to try to butcher his name. But uh, there's some other guys that would be really good fits and really good players. So you could still address that later. I think we're at 23, I'm looking at, oh, my God, this guy's still available. How is this that happening? Well, I'm going to take him. Next question comes in from Michael Christopher. He says, if the Jets were to trade into the top 12, would you rather use that pick on a corner or go after an offensive lineman like Rashawn Slater? And then Nicholas Joseph also asks, at number 23, would you prefer corner or interior offensive line? So just to build off of what both of us just said before, Chris, at number 23, it really just depends who's available. If there's a really good corner there, I would take the corner. If there's a better offensive lineman there than corner, I would go offensive line. I might also go in a completely different direction depending on who's there as well. As far as trading into the top 10, the two guys that I really, really like if they were to trade into the top 10 are Kyle Pitts and J.C. Horn. 
I think you could probably get Horn. I'm not sure about Pitts. There are people that think he could go as high as the top six. So those are the two guys I would target because I think both of those guys are potential long-term studs at very important spots. I know Pitts is a tight end, so people will say it's not a premium position, but he's an offensive playmaker. That's really the way you got to look at him. And Horn, I think, can be a lockdown corner for a really long time. So that's what I would do. If the Jets trade into the top 10, I'd be looking at one of those two guys. And as far as number 23, like we said before, Chris, I wouldn't lock myself into one position. Yeah, uh, uh, you can just copy and paste uh, my last answer to a lot of this. But I'll add that let's just create a hypothetical scenario where the two highest graded players, pick 23 just came up, the two highest graded players on the Jets board are a cornerback, and uh, and a guard and they have the exact same grade so this is complete hypothetical they have the exact same grade and they are the two the highest on the on the jets board i'm going offensive uh, line i'm going guard and i've i'm leaning offense i 2021 i'm you're just drafting a quarterback i'm doing everything in my power to build around the offense and if i have to uh, shrug off defense a little bit for this year, then that's what I'm, I'd do. Uh, as far as trading up into the top 10, trading up into the top 10, the, the first thing that I came into my head is if Kyle Pitts is available, I'm taking Kyle Pitts. You give me two t- uh, top 10 picks in this draft and Kyle, I have a chance to make Kyle Pitts the second one. I'm taking him, uh, especially with all the other you know, this is assuming that Darnold's included and they're not packaging like, you know, the second uh, second and both third round picks to move up. Um, they, you have so many other draft picks available that you can still address the other positions. You can go ahead and then afford to go with that luxury selection of picks. And you're right to say, to look at him as a playmaker. He's also a very willing blocker and a good blocker. Uh, tight end is a very important position in this offensive system. So I think it, it's a little more value than your normal tight end situation. And Kyle Pitts is just like a freak of a situation. It, 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 he's so good and so dominant and, Tight ends do can take a little bit of time to adjust to the NFL, but he's just a player that is just so good that I I if if they trade up to the top ten and he's still there, then I have to take him. I have to. I have to. I have to. I have to. <laughs> if it's not him, then you know top ten might be a little higher, uh, too high to take Elijah Vera Tucker, but um. I'd still be looking to try to do something along those lines. Rashawn Slater is another good option. I know there's a lot of talk about whether he'd be better inside or outside. Uh, he played outside a tackle, and maybe he could start it in, in a guard and then move out later. Uh, I don't have the answers for that yet. I have not actually watched it myself and uh, sat down and go through it. But I, I'd be looking for a difference maker. And if that's if that's the case, if they go and, you know, they were to draft an edge or a corner. I could be all right with that too. But if Kyle Pitts is on board with the second pick in the top 10, I'm taking Kyle Pitts and I'm not even thinking about it. Next question comes in from my friend Adam Arbrecht, who hosts the Locked on Nets podcast. He says, 
Could the Jets add offensive line talent with Sewell and go into next year with Darnold at quarterback, especially if a team just isn't offering an asset worth trading Darnold away for? Sure, they could do that, but they shouldn't, and I don't think they will. Yeah, I mean, it, it's theoretically possible, but no. It's Again, I, I'll say this, repeat it. It just doesn't make sense to draft Penny Sewell at number two and then say, hey, we're going to have you change positions. And there's, I, I'm sure he would be a perfectly fine right tackle. I'm sure he would be excellent at right tackle. But he's best suited to be at left tackle. So it doesn't make sense to take him and then say, okay, we'll put you at another position. And then down the road, Makai Becton becomes a free agent. You got to pay him. He's going to be the left tackle. And Penesul is just like Orlando Brown with the Ravens. He's going to say, hey, no, I want to be left tackle too because left tackles get paid more. Um, so you're not going to be able to keep both of them after the contract. It just it, – it doesn't make sense. And then that's also not only are you taking him to move him to a different position, you're passing on a future franchise quarterback that you don't know that you're going to get another chance to – draft this uh, a guy like this again anytime soon they're doing enough to build up the roster that the Jets probably aren't going to be the number two uh pick next year like and of course the draft class of quarterbacks is not anything nearly as deep or good right now so uh, it just it doesn't make sense on any level for me there there's there's just I don't I don't see the vision behind it. it there's too many things that just you're not maximizing value. That's the other part of it. This draft is very important, and even free agency is very important. If you look at what a lot of smart people say, like especially two of the best contracts given out in free agency were Carl Lawson and Corey Davis. Because, yes, you paid them good money, but they still have room to grow and outperform, possibly outperform the contract that they, ha- they got. Um and you got to maximize the value of a number two pick and taking a left tackle and making him play right tackle is, especially with franchise quarterbacks on board is not maximizing the value of that pick. Next question comes in from Fergus Bob. He says, why isn't Sam Darnold traded already? His market is shrinking before our eyes. Chris, you and I talked about this off the air and I wanted you to discuss this now I'm going to give you the floor because you brought up something that is frustrating to most fans including me but this is sort of the way that a lot of general managers and decision makers in the NFL think and this is what you were telling me and we both agreed that it makes no sense but at the same time this seems to be SOP and it goes along the lines of what Arizona did with Josh Rosen and Kyler Murray. Yeah, so I know I know you just uh, gave me that, uh, you, you know, shot me a little bell to start with to explain it, but uh, I'm going to reiterate. I'm not saying that I think this is a good idea. I'm not saying this is the right strategy. This is just the way that it happens, and this is the way that it always works out. You don't see teams in these situations go ahead and make the trade before they get the new guy. Like the Eagles traded Carson Wentz, but it's because they already have Jalen Hurts here. Um, they You don't see teams doing that, just being like, all right, we're going to trade you, 
before we get the new guy. They want the guy in hand. And even if you say, all right, well, they had the number two pick. They know they're not getting Trevor Lawrence. They had their choice of the three. Well, maybe they haven't decided on it yet. <clears throat> maybe they want to wait. But teams just typically don't make a move like this at quarterback to trade away their starting quarterback until they actually have the other guy to replace them. Um, and I also tend to think that the uh, idea of the teams beating on the Jets' door asking for Sam Darnold has been exaggerated a bit. I don't think that there's everyone's been calling the Jets being like, we'll offer you two twos and we'll offer you this. And there's been this bidding war and the Jets just haven't been able to, but the teams haven't been able to get the Jets to budge off of their offer. So they settled for Andy Dalton instead. I don't think that's what's happening here. Um, I, it just, I think that the idea that teams are so interested in Darnold has been overplayed, <laughs> but bottom line Teams don't like to move on from this. It also would show their hand if they did that. Um, if, if they traded him tomorrow, then you know that they are going to draft a quarterback at two. And you think to yourself, so what? I agree with you. So what? But teams hate, 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 hate it when other teams know what you're going to do with that draft pick. They can't stand it. And if you're going to take a, like, it makes sense if you're still considering trading back, but that wouldn't be the case. They'd obviously be taking a quarterback at two. So who cares? Why does it really matter? It doesn't matter. But for some reason, this is just the way that teams always go about it and do it. And that's just, it's so frustrating because it, it's just silly. It's just nonsensical. Um, but I, it's just kind of what I've always expected. I, I didn't expect that they'd be trading him away during this uh, time frame unless they got some great deal for him that they just couldn't turn down. Um, and again, I'm not saying this is what I would do. I'm not trying to defend Joe Douglas for doing that. Although I don't know how much you can criticize him for doing it because it feels like this is what every other GM would do as well. Um, but yeah, I just... I don't think that they've been trying to uh, – oh, we're just trying to get rid of them no matter what, and they're just – or they're just holding on and being like, nope, we're going to need more. you got to give need us, give us a first. I think it's a combination of they're not pressed to uh, trade him right away until they have an answer, and also that other teams aren't quite as interested as everybody else. Because this is the other thing that people – I never saw a team like the Steelers or like a playoff – caliber a team saying we're going to trade for Sam Darnold and he's going to be our starter next year and we're going to be good I've always saw that it was going to be a team that said hey we think we can make something out of this kid a year or two down the road I don't see how there's a, a single team around the league that's watched Sam Darnold uh, through his career and can say he's ready to start for us right now I just – I never thought there was a team like that out there. I thought there would be a, a team that's like, we got a really good situation here. We bring him in. We get him training camp. Maybe he'll be ready to start. Maybe not. 
maybe we'll get a good look at them and then we can decide if we want to go forward with them in the future. And we might have been able to get a kind of steal at quarterback here that I never thought somebody was going to say, we're going to trade you a, a second and a fifth and we're going to make him our starter on day one and we're going to the playoffs. That How could you have watched Sam Darnold over his career and think that is a, is what's going to happen? And with that, we'll wrap up part one of the mailbag. We'll be back with part two tomorrow. Do not forget to follow Chris on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider and read his very big deal work at JetsInsider.com. Check out our not as quite big deal work, but still pretty big deal work at playlikeajet.com as well. We're going to have a ton of coverage leading up to the draft. We already have you covered for free agency and all the player moves. Plus, we've got the YouTube channel with Pace's Playbook. That's Kayla Pace giving her commentaries. Luke Grant and Clayton Smarslock doing Play Like a Jet Live every Wednesday. So much more. Check out playlikeajet.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.